This is the Grain Farmers of Ontario Market Trends Commentary for June and July of 2019. Planters have been rolling across the Greater American Corn Belt, but with some major exceptions. The spring of 2019 will be characterized by extremely wet weather, hindering planting progress in the eastern Corn Belt. As of June 10th, 83% of American corn has been planted and 60% of American soybeans. In large parts of Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and Michigan, fields remain too wet to plant. At a certain point as the calendar date turns, all farmers know it becomes increasingly difficult to make corn work. The market has reacted to these problems in the field, and on June 11th, the USDA weighed in on these problems with their latest WASNI report. On June 11th, USDA made an unprecedented cut in U.S. corn yield by 10 bushels per acre from their May report, which shocked the market. The corn yield is expected to be 166 bushels per acre, and corn acreage was also cut by 3 million acres. This had the effect of approximately an 18 cent per bushel reverse on prices during the day as both acres and corn yield were significantly below the trade expectation. This resulted in a decrease in U.S. ending stocks for 2019-20, approximately 810 million bushels, which has redefined the corn complex. World corn stocks were actually decreased to 24.2 million metric tons, which reflected this new American situation. On the soybean side of the ledger, the USDA actually kept things mostly the same. For instance, U.S. soybean yield is still pegged at 49.5 bushels per acre. With acreage the same as the May report, this will result in a U.S. soybean crop of 4.15 billion bushels. Old crop stocks are incredibly onerous, which are now estimated at 1.045 billion bushels. The numbers are still incredibly bearish for soybeans, as there is still ample time to get a normal crop. Wheat production was raised both in the United States and on a world basis. With the problems in the corn complex, this does open up the possibility for increased wheat feeding in the future. On June 14th, corn, soybeans, and wheat futures were higher than the last Market Trends report. July 2019, corn futures were at 453 a bushel. The July 2019, soybean futures were at 896 a bushel. And the July 2019, Chicago wheat futures closed at 538 a bushel. Minneapolis, July 2019, wheat futures closed at 563 a bushel with a September 2019 contract closing at $5.70 a bushel. And the nearby oil futures as of June 14th closed at 52.51 cents a barrel, slightly up from the nearby futures of last month of $61.60 a barrel. The average price for ethanol on June 14th in the U.S. was $1.74, up from the $1.52 U.S. gallon in the last Market Trends report. And the Canadian dollar noon rate on June 14th was 0.7471 U.S., slightly higher than the 0.7453 U.S. reported here last month. And the Bank of Canada's lending rate remained at 1.75%. In Ontario, we are in the first stages of a grain supply disruption. It has been incredibly difficult to get corn planted south of the 402 and into Niagara on the heavier soils. This has been characteristic throughout Ontario, but is mainly centered in the southwest. Statistics Canada had earlier called for an Ontario corn crop of 2.2 million acres. The question is, how many acres did Ontario get planted, and how much of those planted acres is viable going into fall? 1.7 million acres of Ontario corn might be the number. The Ontario corn basis has responded accordingly to the first vestiges of a perceived supply disruption. With the Ontario corn crop insurance deadline changed to June 17th and increased basis bids, we're an attempt to get this corn planted. This may cause a shortfall for our 2019 corn supply in Ontario. Soybeans have different issues, as what is not planted in the corn is likely to go into soybeans, not only in Ontario, but also in the United States. 
This is the reality of the market. In Ontario in late April, the soybean export basis actually went up 30 cents a bushel. As some soybeans had been booked earlier into China, American beans did come into Ontario, and at the same time they were going out to places like Europe. South American soybeans still have a premium going into China, and this helped Canadian soybeans sneak through the five-hole into Europe. It is a fluid situation mostly caused by the U.S.-China trade war, which shows no sign of abating. Looking ahead, it's still about getting the crop planted in Ontario, both corn and soybeans. However, the Chinese business that arrived last fall is very much needed again this fall. Clearly, we're in a situation of tight Ontario supply going ahead, especially for corn, but maybe soybeans as well. This is the first vestige of it, and we move ahead into 2019. A complete Ontario planting by the July 5th crop insurance deadline for soybeans would be a welcome outcome. And you can check out all our Ontario grain prices by going to the marketing section of our website. Well, the bottom line is, in agriculture, the weather is always our constant. Generally speaking, when spring arrives, we go to the fields and plant our crops. There are always nuances on that theme, but clearly in 2019, it is different this time. The degree of bad weather in the eastern Corn Belt with constant rain has changed the paradigm, once called a bearish grain market. Three million acres of corn is already being cut out of the USDA production forecast. Rain continues to fall as of June 15th, and this figure will likely grow larger. In an unprecedented move, the USDA cut deeply, something so unusual for the June Wozniak report, taking 10 bushels breaker off projected yield and cutting intended planted acreage put an artificial stamp on the reality of many farms not being planted in 2019. The market was somewhat slow to react as most funds were short corn, wheat, and soybeans. However, the reality is that all three of those grains gained over a dollar on the futures market because of the weather calamities that we are currently walking through. What we are now in the early vestiges of is a supply disruption. We've become accustomed to the crops over the last five years, both in the United States and Ontario. Now, in both instances in 2019, it is now highly unlikely that we have significant cuts to supply, and in some areas there will be severe. It is still early, but the dominoes begin to fall in the market. This is the black swan nobody ever saw as we prepared our planters this past April. Now, aside from the weather, which is the elephant in the room, we are still dealing with the problems from the trade war with the United States and China. At the end of the month, the G20 will be meeting in Osaka, Japan. There is a faint hope that the United States and China might be signing a deal at that time, but the light grows dimmer every day. The American president has threatened more tariffs on China if President Xi does not meet with him. Now, for corn, the corn market has certainly been a star of the last few weeks, blowing through resistance points of 445 and 455 bushels, and who knows where next. There is so much uncertainty ahead with regard to crop size, planted acres, and crop conditions. In the United States, within their myriad of agricultural support programs, there are also prevent planted acres, which generally aren't too significant on years when the crop goes in easily. However, American farmers can roll acres into this when they can't get it in. No one knows at this point how many acres that will be, but 10 million acres has been discussed, and that will be huge going forward in our corn futures market. The July-September 2019 corn futures spread is currently minus five and a quarter cents, which is considered bullish. Seasonally, corn prices tend to trade lower into October, but often top out in late June. The July contract is currently priced in the 97th percentile of the past five-year price distribution range, a huge jump for where it was in May. Now, for soybeans, the unwritten truth about the soybean market is we could gain a lot more acres from the corn not being planted. However, the increasingly truth regarding the planting window in the United States is decreasing for soybeans as well. 
If it does come to fruition, it would be another completely unexpected variable in the soybean market. With over 1 billion bushels of old crop stock sitting on the ground, the resultant decrease in supply would trim that pile possibly by a quarter or by half. It is a very unique time. It is hard to paint this as bullish, especially with those ending stocks. However, in the week ending June 15th, the new crop gained 40 cents, plus with both commercial and non-commercial buying. The carry in the November to July soybean futures also decreased. Clearly, the market is much more jittery based on the lack of planning reality. The July 2019, August 2019 soybean future spread is currently minus six and a quarter cents, which is considered sideways. Seasonally, soybean prices tend to trade higher into early July. The nearby July contract is currently priced in the 16th percentile over the past five-year price distribution range. Now, for wheat, wheat has also found itself caught up in the bullish nature of king corn. Prices have increased recently as wheat has gone up with corn, but there is also dryness in Australia and Russia. The American dollar is still strong, and there is no shortage of wheat, so this will continue to play out. Now, in Ontario, while there might have been 700,000 acres of wheat planted this fall, it's hard to know how much is left this late spring. Half of that might be a good estimate, of which will be undergoing fungicide application in June. Prices have rebounded with the Canadian dollar continuing to offer stimulus to cash prices. It has certainly been a difficult spring in the eastern Corn Belt, by extension in Ontario and Quebec. Corn prices have now exploded upward, and for those with corn, it's a very good thing. Only a month to six weeks ago, this could not be envisioned. Testament to the risk management profile always in the background of every farm. Is there 1.7 million acres of corn planted on Ontario? Of that, what is viable with much of it planted in June? Does this mean 90 to 100 million bushels of corn, which is usually there, goes wanting? Now, simply put, it will make cash trade in corn very challenging in Ontario as we move through 2019. The Canadian dollar continues to cooperate for Ontario farmers as of June 14th at 7471 U.S., continuing to create an added stimulus for Ontario prices. In fact, there has been much speculation that the Bank of Canada may again cut interest rates, which is a negative for the Canadian dollar. As last month has shown, none of this can be taken for granted, or it's been printed standard for Ontario pricing since January of 2018. The sky is not the limit here. However, it sure feels that way at these price levels for corn. The USDA will surely be recalculating acres and yield in the next few reports. The June 29th actual plantings numbers released by USDA should be very telling, especially in a case when planting intentions are so fluid. Also, too, the USDA actually cut back U.S. corn exports by $200 million in their June 10th report. This pegged the 2018-19 ending stocks at 2.195 billion bushels, a still onerous figure. It is what it is, albeit opportunity is knocking on the price front. In Ontario, planting continues as of June 15th. For some on lighter soils, that's been long over with crops out of the ground. For others on heavier soils in the deep southwest and in Niagara, it's a continuing challenge. Needless to say, those same challenges in the U.S. eastern Corn Belt have changed our price supply equation. We're now into some kind of supply disruption taking place amid raindrops in a trade war. It has led to an ever-changing grain marketing environment that continues to evolve. Daily marketing intelligence will remain key. This has been the Grain Farmers Ontario Market Trends Commentary for June and July of 2019. I'm Philip Shaw.